Hi everyone. Hope you're having a great week. I am officially on the road now when you're listening to this. So if you are following me on social media, make sure you follow along on my road trip and adventure cross country. Thank you so much for all the amazing DMs and emails about my, you know, move and all the excitingness going on with myself and my family and just all the support and love. It really, it just means so much to me. So thank you. And, um, yeah, please follow along because I'll be sharing it all as, uh, you know, we are going through this new adventure and everything that's happening. So I'm very excited. So I just want to let you guys know I am on the road and I did make sure I got these episodes out for you guys. So this episode was actually recorded back earlier in the beginning of the pandemic-ish. Um, and so you'll hear some things that um, Arlie's a lot younger and you'll just hear us talk more about the pandemic in a, I would say, more um, heavier sense than where we are now. So I just wanted to mention that because I do um, record uh, quite a few episodes um, in advance. And uh, this one um, just kind of happened to sneak by. And so I wanted to make sure I got it out um, for you guys. And I just think that it's such a great episode and it's still so perfect for now, but I just want to address because sometimes I get messages like, oh, that, you know, what were you guys talking about or things like that. So I want to always be, you know, real and raw and transparent with you guys, but I love this episode. It's an incredibly inspiring episode of a mother who, again, I'm highlighting mom being that, you know, Mother's Day just happened and mom should be honored always, not just Mother's Day. So this amazing mother and self-published author and just incredible woman um, has such great advice for um, all of us who might be interested in writing a book or just want to hear her story. So hope you guys love this episode. Again, if you do, please screenshot it, tag a friend, let them know, tag everything with Allie Levine and at Allie Design so we can share it. And thank you always for all the love. Hope you all had a happy Mother's Day and you're having a great week and I will talk to you all soon. Thank you. And here's Lauren Rinaldi. This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. I'm your host, Allie Levine. This is Everything with Allie Levine, and I am so excited for today's show. I have an incredible guest. We connected through one of my amazing mom tribes. Hey, mama, have to give them a shout out. Such a beautiful community of women and moms, and this woman and mother is just incredible. I have Lauren Rinaldi, who is an award-winning children's book author, marketing coach for aspiring and self-published authors, and newly minted school-at-home teacher to two young children. Her latest book, Let's Meet on the Moon, is the story of staying connected when we can't be together, something that so many of us are experiencing right now. You can get signed copies of Lauren's books and view her free resources for authors at laurenrinaldi.com, and listeners can use the discount code READING to get 15% off your book order. And don't worry, guys, I'll have that in the show notes as well. But Lauren, welcome to my show. Hi, Allie. Thank you so much for having me. 
You're welcome. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited to have you and I just love what you're doing, you know, when it comes to writing and everything with books. And, you know, I think that it's really cool that you really worked on this new book about being staying connected, obviously together, like you said, when we can't all really be together. I think that's just so important right now. And so before we kind of dive in, I just want to hear a little bit more of a background from you of like how you got into this. And then, you know, this latest book, like obviously what's going on in the world inspired you, but like talk to us about it. Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I became a children's book author after my first child was born and my son, we're an interfaith family and my son has a December birthday. So I'm Jewish and my husband is Catholic. And so when my son was born, he got a lot of lovely Christmas books from his friends and family and whatnot. And I said, Oh, I'll go out and get him some Hanukkah books to like balance out our bookshelf. And I didn't find anything that really resonated with me. There was sort of this spectrum of Hanukkah books out there. And on one end, you had like Elmo or Curious George celebrates Hanukkah. And on the other end, you had the history of the Maccabees, right? And there was very little in the middle about just a family experience of celebrating the holidays. And so when my son was little, and I was basically still on maternity leave with him, I wrote The Great Laka Cook-Off. And it's a story of family tradition and, and um, friendly competition and delicious recipes. And when I wrote it, I just wrote it as a story for him. And I sent it as an email to myself and I didn't do anything with it. I thought, well, he's a baby and when he's older, I'll read it to him. And then I sat on that email for about five years. I didn't know that that self-publishing was a thing. I knew very little about the indie publishing world. I just knew that I loved good stories. And back in 2018, I um, was, you know, just really feeling like I needed another creative outlet. I'm a, um, I'm a marketing professional, but I'm also a full-time public health professional, and I work for a um, health equity organization. And I was just needing something else, you know, not like I needed something else to do with my time. None of us <laughs> need that, right? But I just wanted to have another creative outlet. And so, you know, kind of long story short, I... I did a lot of research. I started Googling about what it takes to self-publish and I teamed up with an amazing local author who's another mom. And we put this book out there. And when I first did this, I was able to do $10,000 in sales and do 30 promotional events in my first three months of being a self-published author. And I thought, oh, I can kind of do something with this. And so Emily Sywek, the illustrator, and I, we've now collaborated on three books, and our latest collaboration, Let's Meet on the Moon, as you said, is the story of friendship and staying connected, specifically in this case through letter writing, when we can't be together. And what's interesting is I actually wrote the book pre-COVID. I was writing it because my niece um, had a friend who moved to Amsterdam, and we had friends on our street who were moving away just one town over. And it got me thinking about how kids can be connected these days um, without technology, no matter how far away their friends are. And then in the middle of illustrations and pre-publication and final edits and all that, the pandemic hit. And suddenly this book just took on a whole new meaning for me because it wasn't just about people who moved to Amsterdam or moved to the next town. It's about how do you stay connected with your neighbor three doors down who you can't see? Wow, that is so crazy. See, and I thought that you wrote it actually during these times. So that's kind of cool that you were already writing it and already had like so many ideas around it from your own personal stories. 
And then it ended up becoming like, hey, this is like the perfect book for the pandemic. So fast forward now to this time, like when you were, you know, working on this book, did you feel like that catapulted you into finishing it and the stories and how you wanted it to be? Or what was that experience like for you as a self-published, you know, writer and author and, and your inspiration? Yeah. So one thing I love about self-publishing is that I control the timeline, right? You know, if you're doing traditional publishing, um, which, you know, has certainly has benefits, but if you're doing traditional publishing and you're trying to work with a publisher and they're teaming you with an illustrator and they're getting you put on, you know, kind of their publication schedule at best, you're looking at two years from start to finish, but more likely three to four years. And I know so many people during the pandemic, so many authors who are with publishers who've gotten their, their books pushed back to at least a year. And so what was nice about this is I could sit down and say to Emily, okay, let's calendar this out. This feels like an important story to tell right now. You know, the, the ideas of like, how do we connect with one another? But also just, you know, for a while now, there's been, you know, there's been a lot of focus also on mail right now in the post office. And I feel like this, this book is also sort of like a love letter to the post office and to using mail. I, when I was a kid, I loved writing letters to my friends, even friends who lived close to me. And so I just really felt like I wanted to put this out there. And I decided, you know, for the first run of books, I also, I have postcards that come with them. So when you order a book, you get a set of a couple postcards. So you can drop them in someone's mailbox or send it across the country to somebody you're thinking about just as a way to, to kind of take the book and be active with it. Amazing. That's, that's I, I love that you said too, it's like a lost art and that so many like, you know, like us loved writing and loved writing, you know, notes and letters mm -hmm. and all that. And it's like, oh, now people are just all about a text message or, you know, uh, hello, I'm you know, all about a text message or, you know, an actual, just like some kind of computer message or, email yes. or you know, and, and the writing I and mean, myself included guilty, you know, gets lost. And so for you, like, how do you, I guess, stay in that, like how you just said, like that love letter, how do you find that inspiration in general, just to write and like want to write letters? And you said you've been doing that since you were a kid. So like, share that with us. Like, why was that always something that you loved? Well, I mean, I think, you know, as a kid, that was kind of the option, right? If you were friends with people who were far away, you know, yes, you could, you could call, but like as a kid in the eighties, um, I, I really felt like, you know, friends I met at summer camp or people that I was friends with at school, but maybe they went somewhere for the summer. They went to camp and I didn't. And just wanting to sort of not like lose connection for several months and wanting to stay together or my friends in town, we would exchange stickers in our, in our letters to one another. And so I really wanted to do that. I wanted to um, be able to show kids that this is a way that you can be connected with your friends, with family, with grandparents, with whoever, um, that doesn't involve a screen. And believe me, I am like one to put a screen in front of my kids, especially, you know, when I'm like, I just, need to get some stuff done and it's not my favorite strategy but it happens but it's like it's different than facetiming with somebody it's just sort of it's a little bit um i don't want to say it's more personal but it just has a different feel to it and it has more of a permanence to it it's something you can pull out again and again it's something you know that you can kind of go back to and look at and touch and feel and i just think that's so important in especially right now when so much of our lives is in front of a screen 
It's so true. I mean, we're living on Zoom, right? We're teaching on Zoom. We're, we're you know, doing work on Zoom. We're everything. <laughs> do games on Zoom. We're connecting on Zoom or whatever, you know, web access or, you know, all these different apps and things. And it's like, yeah, thank, you know, thank God these, these, you know, programs and technology exist because really we'd all really be losing our minds. But at the same time, like you just said, it's kind of like this, lost art and for you and you're right like for me too like you know I'm, I'm a baby 85 like you know I, I would write my friends at camp and I would mm-hmm. write people that I hadn't seen in years or people that I became friends with on a vacation you know that I wanted to stay in touch with and all those different things so it's so true and I think that like it's cool that you say that about the inspiration behind the book because I feel like maybe in a way because of this pandemic like maybe some of us because I know I've been doing a little bit more writing like it's kind of brought out this creativity for some people and Mm -hmm. and kind of like magic space of like what writing really does and so do you feel like for you like you like it's become a happy space for you besides just being a self-published author and, and your writing but just in general with your inspiration you know, it has. And I think what also has become a happy place for me, and this may sound sort of silly, but is the like, is the promotion and the marketing and sort of the business side around the books. And what I love about it is I love the fact that, you know, my, my favorite part is when I launch a book and I start getting those photos from readers, right? I start getting people messaging me on Instagram and saying your book arrived and my kids love it. And, and I love hearing from people and I love forming those kinds of connections. And for me, I've never been somebody who agonizes over what I write. With all three of my books, the title comes to me and then almost the complete story downloads in my brain, like in one fell swoop. And I, and I know that if I have to wrestle with a story too much, it's probably not the right story for me to be writing, but I want each of my books to serve a purpose. You know, the, the, my first book, The Great Lack of Cook-Off, like I said, it was filling a gap that I saw in the market for families, either Jewish families or non-Jewish families or interfaith families who wanted to learn more about family cooking and, and traditions, I just didn't see that story out there. And so that's what I did. My second book is called Places We Have Never Been. And this is a book about exploring travel and other cultures using your imagination. So it's actually also really sort of apropos to what's going on right now when we can't travel. And it's about how you learn about other places um, when you can't go there. And it's just a series of questions that you ask yourself as the reader. And it's, you know, where is the place you've never been? And how long would it take to get there? If you left after breakfast, would you be there by lunch? Do you have to travel across an ocean and into the next day? How do they say hello there? How do they say friend? And so that book to me was really about exploring culture and travel and and getting excited about other places and not thinking of other places or other people as just other, but as really interesting and inspiring curiosity. And then, as I said, with this book, it was really serving that purpose of connection, which I just felt like was even before the pandemic was something that we were sometimes missing. And so that to me has been a wonderful creative space, but the ways that I've been able to kind of connect with readers I don't know um, has been so fulfilling. That's so cool. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's really awesome to share. And obviously for you as a you know, author and writer, like you said, it's like your happy place, which is cool. Yeah. Well, and so being that you are, you know, self-published and everything, and you kind of told us a little bit about the benefits of, you know, why, you know, you might want to do that over, you know, getting published, you know, by a publisher. 
what advice would you have for those that are maybe thinking about writing a book, especially during this time? Because I feel like, again, like everyone I think has finally started to kind of look at life and be like, okay, this is no longer going to be a couple weeks, couple months. This is now like something that is actually shifting things. And so how do we, you know, shift in these times and people that maybe want to write or maybe want to hello, may, you know, want to write or, you know, want to start to even think about, you know, doing something with a book, like what would be, you know, your advice with that? Yeah. So I think it, I think there are a number of things that you can do. Um, and one of the first things that I always tell people about is if you have a story that you are really going to try putting out there, it's never too early to start um, creating your author brand. And I say that, and I feel like sometimes people like bristle, like, oh, I, they are thinking about themselves as a brand or a business, but there are, it's so important to establish your presence early on as an author, because there are so many authors in the world, right? Traditionally published and self-published and indie published. And you really need to carve out some space for yourself in the field. So the sooner you can sort of just start talking about yourself as an author and your work and behind the scenes, I think the better. One of the things I did before my first book was published, um, probably about 10 months before I ever held a copy of it in my hand, was I told everyone I knew that I was writing this book. I didn't say when it was coming out. I didn't commit to a date, but I sent out a video of me and my son because the book was about him and he's you know the main character. We sent out a video saying that I wrote this book and I'm so excited about it and it's coming out. And I hit send on an email to everybody I knew. I told complete strangers on the internet. And I will tell you that nothing, nothing motivates you more, at least nothing motivated me more to actually make this book happen than to tell you know several hundred people um, that I was doing it. And so I say, push yourself to do that. And then more technically and more practically, I do not think you need an agent to put a book out there. Um, I do not think you need a traditional publisher. I think, I think there is a misconception out there. Actually, I know there is a misconception out there that self-publishing is a default for people who couldn't get a publisher. And that is really not true. It has become such an active and proactive space and creative space. And it's also especially a great place for um, authors of color, for LGBTQ authors, like the publishing, the publishing world is overwhelmingly white and male and cisgender and heterosexual. And there is not always the space that there should be for diverse authors. And so self-publishing is a wonderful route to take. But while I said, you know, I don't think you need to spend money on an agent or you don't need a publisher, what I do think you need is an editor. And I would say to everyone out there who is considering being um, an author, do not skip out on an editor. It will be some of the best couple hundred dollars or a thousand dollars that you spend on your book. And similarly, if you're putting out a children's book and you are not a professional illustrator, hire an illustrator. Do not, do not do the pictures yourself. It's just so obvious. It's so obvious. And if you really like want this book to compete with the other ones, you know, on a shelf at Barnes and Noble or on Amazon, you need to hire a professional illustrator. Yeah, those are great tips. Well, and so when you were saying, you know, about being self-published and, you know, potentially getting an editor, you know, for when you're writing it and everything, I guess my question would be, if you're listening and you're thinking, hey, okay, maybe I will give this a shot and do this whole self-publishing thing, and someone is feeling, you know, like really excited, but at the same time, 
super overwhelmed and scared, which I feel like a lot of people are, especially I feel like women, like, you know, I think it's, it, it's just a thing where obviously, especially as moms too, we feel like we have so much on our plate. We're doing so mm-hmm. much. That there's sometimes it's like burning feeling inside for all different passions. What would be your advice to those that maybe are like scared to start, but like really kind of want to go for it? Like what are some good, you know, basic steps they can take to get into that space where they would then need potentially to hire an editor because they actually have something in front of them? Yes, absolutely. I think one of the best things to invest in is, um, or to start considering early on is linking up with additional expertise and community. So there's tons of like Facebook groups for self-published authors. Um, If you're a children's book author or illustrator, there's an organization called the um, SCBWI, the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. They have great information. They have conferences. They have all these things. Um, And then, you know, I would always encourage people as well to sign up for my newsletter because one of the things that I try so hard to do, whether it's through the trainings that I put out or my newsletters or my blog or, or my author coaching sessions is I fully recognize that people are going to have the same exact questions that I did when I started out. And it pains me to think about people spending the same hours that I did trying to find this one answer, trying to find the answer of, you know, do I need an ISBN, which is the barcode for your book? Do I need a separate one for a paperback and a hardback and an ebook? And so I try to put out the most practical information that I can so that as an aspiring or up and coming author, you can spend your time on making your book amazing. You can spend your time on connecting with readers. You don't have to spend all that grunt time trying to find those answers. And I have found that in general, the indie author community is incredibly supportive. It's not cutthroat. It's not competitive. I mean, yes, there's some of that out there, of course. But in general, I feel like you put a question into one of these Facebook groups and and people are willing to share. That's cool. No, and I think that's a really good message too, especially right now. Like I feel like as much as things can be a little crazy, like people are trying for the most part to come together and be there for each other and be in communities more than ever. And so what a great tip to say, hey, if that's something you're thinking about doing, now might be the time because there are those communities, especially now that exist. And I'm sure even with you, like I'm sure you, like you said, being a marketing coach, like I'm sure you work with so many people that want to become self-published authors. I do. It's been wonderful. You know, I've in this past year, I've worked about with about 50 authors this, just in this past year um, to do either one-on-one coaching sessions or, you know, kind of online trainings, or I have, um, you know, a membership community that's sort of changing right now, but it's still something, you know, that people can, can access. Um, because I, I do, I love connecting with other people and as, especially women, especially, um, and especially moms, I'm going to segment it even more because I just know that we we need something else, right? Like we, even for those of us who like have a really fulfilling career and have a really fulfilling family life, I just sometimes think there's other expressions that we need. And I know that I was feeling, and I go through cycles of feeling like this, of like, I need to feel like someone other than mom. And I think it is particularly hard right now when my work life and my home life and my community life and my travel all exist in the same 1600 square feet of our home, right? Like all of that is in the same space. And so needing to have like some other identities that excite me was really important. 
I love that. And I just love that message because it's true. So many of us before even all this pandemic stuff as moms, you definitely, definitely feel like you need to step out. Even like the most fulfilled moms I've had conversations with and they're like, I absolutely love being a mom, but I still need to sometimes feel like me. I feel the same way. There's so many times where I'm so beyond grateful for the girls and I'm so grateful I'm able to do so much of my business from home, even before all this and be able mm-hmm. to mom but there's still moments where I freak and I'm like oh my god am I Allie like what is happening and I have to like yes. in with myself and be like okay how am I feeling like what's going on so like for you how do you feel like you do that especially right now like you said being within the same space with everybody you know for this amount of time and you know what advice would you maybe have for those that you know are navigating this and like you know do you have any advice you'd want to share or, you know, tips or, you know, just even just not necessarily even tips, just what you've been doing and what you've been going through with your own family that you'd want to share with us? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing I would say, just quite honestly, is like, I'm not sure I'm doing it very well. You know, like it's just, <laughs> it's just been, it's been so hard. And so I have, I have a third grader and a first grader and my third grader hates Zoom school, hates remote school with every fiber of his being. And it's really hard for him. And he's been so sad and so upset and so just anxious and angry about it. And, you know, and we, it's like, I, man, do I try my best to like channel every image of a patient mother that I possibly can. But like, at some point I just lose it because I'm like, I am taking time away from work to be here. I'm taking every Tuesday morning and every Friday afternoon, I'm not working so that I can be here with you to do Zoom school and do all these things. And it's so miserable for everybody. And one of the things that he, and sometimes my, my first grader as well, will say to me is like, your work is so stupid. I hate your work. I hate your job. And I'm like, my work is not stupid. You know, like I get like so defensive <laughs> and I'm like, my work is not stupid. Like mommy loves her work and I love this and I get to help people. And I, you know, and it's just sort of one of those things where I'm like, don't attack my sense of being as a professional woman or as a creative entrepreneur. Um, but it's hard, you know, and I, it, I was just reading a great article the other day about how they were talking about this, like, um, like your surge mode is depleted, right? Cause we're all just sort of for the past eight months, we've been going, okay, now they changed this recommendation and this requirement. Great. Now we're going to do this. I can do it. Okay. They, they changed the school year again. Not a problem. All right. Our babysitter had to leave. Okay. You know, like you just, you're constantly adjusting. And I feel like for me, I'm constantly trying to like be the family cheerleader and fuck everyone up and do all this stuff. And then I just find myself like completely depleted. And so I, and it's hard when, you know, 75% of your self-care activities that you would normally do are things you can't go do. I would kill to go get a massage right now. Like I would kill to go to the movies or whatever it is, you know, like watching a movie on my couch is not the same for me. And so I try, I try, I try my best to keep moving, to keep my body moving, to get a sort of some semblance of sleep and to talk to people that I love. You know, I do, um, you know, the Marco Polo app where you can sort of like video chat with friends. I talk constantly to my college roommates and to my like neighborhood group of mom friends, which is such a wonderful outlet. You know, I have a group of women that we walk at 630 in the morning, three mornings a week. And I just think having those tiny spaces that you can carve out for yourself is so necessary. 
so necessary and so true. And like, by the way, like, I think we're all just, you know, making it work and we're all just figuring it out. Like, it's like, nobody's doing it better than the other. Everybody's, you know, figuring it out. There's some days where I feel like, you know, I'm totally thriving and I get a bunch of things done and the girls are happy and everything's cool. And I'm like, cool, I've got this. And there's other days where it's like a full blown shit show and everyone's upset and I'm upset included and houses, you know, disarray and nothing got done on my emails and, you know, the list goes on. I'm like, oh my God, help, you know? And so I think that like for all of us, it's like, we just have to kind of laugh and be real about the situation and be like, none of us were prepared for this. And so it's just, you know, it's just a matter of figuring things out and just giving yourself that grace and being like, Hey, you know what? Like sometimes I got to be full blown mom. And then other times, like you just said, like, I need to be me and I need to tap into that. And so you can't obviously, like you said, like, you know, go do all the luxurious things that maybe you'd want to normally do myself included. So what are some things you do to kind of give back to yourself during this time? So I, in addition to sort of the walking and keeping my body moving, which is really important for me, it's important for everyone, but I also, um, I am a type two diabetic. I had gestational diabetes with both of my pregnancies that never resolved itself. So I have to be mindful of like moving my body and not eating all the cookies all the time. Um, but in addition, I mean, this may not come as a surprise to you, but I'm a huge reader. And so the moment our public libraries opened back up for um, for like curbside pickup, I put, I think like 47 books or something. I'm not kidding. I think I put 47 books on library hold and they keep coming in at various times. And so I've just been, I've been sort of powering through reading. I actually have watched very little TV. I, um, I feel conflicted about this fact that like that sports are, are playing right now during the pandemic, but man, do I love college football. I love college football. And so I was so excited when it was back, but other than that, yeah, it really, for me, it's reading. And um, my son, we read in bed together at night. So, and then usually I fall asleep in his bunk bed and then I have to get up and all that stuff. Um, but that's been a big thing for me. And then I have one friend on my street who loves to give manicures. Um, and so we mask up, like maybe if it's probably like every Sunday now, we mask up and we sit on our porch and she paints my nails and we talk and it's so lovely. That sounds so nice. I love that. I, I definitely haven't done my nails and gosh, I think probably since June when we went to visit yeah. family and we were like in remote Pennsylvania and there was like no cases there. Um, and it was just, mm-hmm. um, and oh my gosh, that just sounds so perfect and just so simple, but yet so heavenly. <laughs> it's so heavenly. Like I really, I love it. And she's like, she says, she's like, I, if I had a different career, she's like, I would want to be like a nail technician and she loves doing it. And it's so wonderful and it's so fun. And I'm terrible at doing my own nails. Like, I don't know why, but I cannot do them. And so just to have somebody like sit there and shape your nails for you and paint them and talk to you, it's so nice. (laughs) Yes, it really is. And like you said, sometimes just the little things are, you know, make a huge difference. So, you know, and I, I listen, I'm with you. Like I also can never do my nails. I try so hard and I (laughs) struggle town, like I'm beyond. Um, and so it's just, you know, I, I totally get that. There's some people like my bestie was, you know, she's been one of the people I've been quarantining with from the beginning. And so she was here and she was doing them for me. And I was like, thank God you can do them like every now and again for me, because I, every time I try, like I even bought this dip kit and I was dipping them and half of them were getting done, half of them weren't. And I was like, oh my gosh, how so funny, so bad at this. But like, there's just some things, you know, like for some people, like 
you just can't do, you know, on your own or you, you know, struggle too. So I'm, I'm totally with you because like I have, <laughs> so it's all good. Um, I mean, and so, you know, before I let you go, I just kind of want to hear from you, like, you know, you've got this, you know, this new book, you know, your latest book with me on the moon out there. And obviously, you know, your other book that you had worked on and everything, like what is next for you as a self publisher and what is helping you or what is inspiring you to stay inspired to your work and committed to continuing this work in, you know, the self-publishing world? Because I know for you, it's really important, as you said in the beginning of the show, to continue to bring that diversity, you know, within books and in within authors, as well as continuing to be a self-published author yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited for what's next. You know, it's, this is a busy time of year. Whenever you do a book launch and particularly before the holidays, it, it is really busy. So I'm right now I'm signing stacks and stacks and stacks of books to send out. And that's very fun. But at the same time, I'm also thinking more about how I can reach more authors um, while maintaining like some sanity and, you know, capacity and, and boundaries. And I had been doing a lot of um, I've been doing a lot more one-on-one -on -one coaching, which I still continue to do, but I am about to release two, um, trainings for authors that I think will really be beneficial. There's some of the ones that are part of a larger course that I've done in the past, but those trainings are, um, creating your author brand and creating engaging social media content. And they're single item trainings, um, that will be up on my website very soon. And again, look, I just said it out loud. Now I have to do them. I have to put them out there. I just told you I would, so I will, <laughs> I will get them up in the next few weeks. And then after the first of the year, I'm also going to re-release my larger course, which is called Think Beyond the Book. And that's where I really help authors kind of go from start to finish with their marketing plans around how do you get reviews? How do you book events? How do you um, create your online profiles? All of these things. So I wanted to do that and have that kind of be more available and open access, you know, sort of more evergreen where anyone can join at any time versus what I had been doing over the past 18 months, which was this, you know, membership site, which was a private community that I really, really love. But truthfully, like, I do not have time, the time I want to really invest in it. So I'm keeping that community as is, but I'm going to focus more on these widespread trainings that can just help more people, that I can get to reach more people. And then I have a fourth book that I'm, I'm working on. Um, it's called Snow Day at the Zoo, and it's about zookeepers children on a day when they're, um, when they get snowed in with their animal friends. And I'm actually working with another illustrator this time, this lovely woman, Molly, who is our pod family. She's, you know, a friend of mine and they're the family that we see. And she's an amazing artist and she's hand painting all of these illustrations. It's really incredible. Um, so that will be out sometime next year. How exciting. I love it. I love that you're just keeping it moving, you know, making things happen despite everything going on, which I think is another really great message to leave off with this show is like, listen, we're all doing the best we can, especially as moms. Yes. Real shit is hard. But at the same time, like it doesn't mean you put everything on the back burner. It doesn't mean you can't continue to be inspired. Look at all you're doing. Like your book came out and then it also ended up being around, you know, subject to the pandemic, even though that wasn't actually your intention and now yeah. coming and, you know, all these things you're creating. I just think that's such a great message to put out there to women, especially moms. So Lauren, thank you so much for being such an inspiring guest. Can you tell us where to follow you and find you and all that good stuff and also where to purchase your book? 
Yeah. So thank you so much for having me on. It's really, it's so lovely to talk to you. Um, you can find me at laurenrenale.com. Um, and you mentioned that discount code reading and you can get 15% off any of my books. Um, and then I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. You know, I'm, I'm most active on Instagram and there I'm laurenrenale underscore author. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. And till next time, guys, cheers. Continue to be inspired. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.